When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. TIKA.com. Sharon Reed is a journalist, actress, producer, and Emmy Award-winning host known for her thought-provoking interview style and engaging on-screen presence. Whether sitting opposite a celebrity or newsmaker, she has an uncanny ability to get them to open up and share intimate and often difficult details. She has previously worked as an anchor and reporter in Atlanta, St. Louis, Cleveland, Philadelphia, Miami, and Baltimore. She currently hosts The Sharon Reed Show, a dynamic and insightful 15-minute podcast that delves into topics and issues that are typically ignored by mainstream media or reported through a filter that lacks cultural insight. We are honored to have her as our guest today. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right, Sharon Reed, welcome to the show. It's been a long time coming. How are you doing today? I'm honored to be on the show, and I thank you. I'm a little under the weather, but um, there's work to be done, so it doesn't right. stop me. Okay, I like that attitude. We won't <laughs> keep you too long. It's our, we've, we've promised our listeners uh, a proper introduction, so we want to give them that much at the very least, but look, we'll, get you, we'll get you in and out. Not long um, as you need me. Okay, we'll do it then. Um, so for, for those listeners that may not be intimately familiar with your work so far, do us a favor and give us a bit about your background. Tell us uh, sort of where you grew up, um, and what sort of inspired you to adopt this career path in mass media? I, I'll start with, on the back end. I, I'm nosy. Okay? <laughs> so people try to deny that or dismiss that, but I am nosy, but I'd like to think of it as a greater good, you know, on behalf of a greater good. And I always was like that, opinionated, um, curious, so curious as a kid. I grew up in Westchester, Pennsylvania, yeah. Bayard Rustin, home of QVC. Um, and it was fine right outside of Philadelphia. But I knew I, there's a big world out there and I wanted to explore it. I looked at journalism, I think, through the lens of a Philadelphian because you don't realize when you grow up there, we're, we were also spoiled by the quality, I'll say, of the news presenters 
Mm. Uh, Lisa Thomas Lori was this beautiful black woman who, and still is, um, I just was captivated by her. I loved her. And I thought, wow, she was probably my first introduction to, I could do this. And we always had to watch the news because back then kids didn't demand a remote. And (laughs) (laughs) this is what my mother had on dinner hour. And we thought there was only one station, you know, Action News, WPVI. So that's probably where I got the bug. I had the opportunity to meet her and that cemented it. Went to college in D.C., fell in love with politics, went to Georgetown. Um, I fell into this um, coveted internship in Senator Kennedy's office, his press office. So there was only two of us. And I would cut out and make a paper for the senator. And the rules were to go through, you know, there wasn't the Internet as we know it today where you could just cut and paste. I would go through the newspapers and anything negative about him, I would cut that out and I would put together whatever on his policy, good things, you know, about the family, a foundation, whatever it was. And I just, as I said, fell in love with politics so much, just kind of would go to sleep dreaming about it. I got to work on a nightline. That was fun, um, interesting work because I got to meet I remember meeting Jean Tron Aristed, um, which was, you know, he was in exile and in fear in a hotel room. And I got to go along. Artist Waters, I'll never forget the producer who said, you want to take a ride? He never even said where we were going. And he opened the door to this hotel room and there was someone who wasn't expecting me to probably be with him. Yeah. Um, But it was just captivating. And I think that cemented again this this bug georgetown didn't have a um journalism program but howard did and so i would commute and take the bus across town and take some courses there in journalism and i loved it i went to chicago next northwestern not because i wanted a master's degree but because i wanted to start a career and i needed to tape so that that's how it began and then it was city and city and another city after that. Yeah. Um, and here I sit. Okay. I mean, that, that kind of jives with, you know, what, what I know to be true of you. Yeah. You have done a good amount of work, uh, around the country. So, um, so let's, let's talk about, let's, uh, pick one. Let's talk about your time with, uh, CBS Atlanta. What was that like, you know, for, for folks that have never been in the newsroom? Well, Atlanta was always the prize for me. Okay. Okay. And a city that I, I really wanted to get to. I'd visited it before. I dated someone here. I just loved it. Yeah. I like a lot of black people. I fell in love with this black mecca. Um, Kasim Reed was the mayor, and you know, for those of us who didn't live in Atlanta, it was as if, boy, this young black. And I mean, he's black man. Okay, yeah. there's no mistaking his pride. He was our mayor too, even when we didn't live here. So I just loved everything about it. And the fact that you could have a quality of life here and still be seen, have eyeballs, have opportunity. Um, So that's why I came. Newsrooms are challenging. And this one was perhaps the biggest challenge Mm. um, because I joined a, a station that had always been last. 
which if you know anything about me, uh, people who do know me would tell you that's what I would want. You want to join someone or a place that has room to grow. You want to build something together, not just show up when it's nice and shiny. Um, so I liked it, but I tried to remember it was the vehicle. Get here and see what else is going on. And that really led to my decision to say, you know what? I think I've seen enough inside the newsroom. I want to see what's outside of it. Streaming's big now. There's other things to do. And when you are a local news journalist, a couple of things happen. Number one, you look to the right, you look to the left, and it's why viewers say every product looks the same. And that's just not who I am. You know, if you want to rerun the tape from last year's parade, okay. But I think we're telling real stories, real people, and you can always make it interesting, informative, and honest. And we don't always do that. There's a lot of group think. That's not to trash local news. It has its purpose, but it got to be very formulaic and it's just not who I am. And right. I wanted to see more. Mm. Okay. Well, um, I know that, you know, you were talking about Atlanta being the prize, but, and I would have never guessed that just kind of, you know, becoming familiar with, you know, some of the more, um, some of the less, uh, I guess, um, obvious uh, details uh, in your story. Um, I would have thought it would have been kind of your appearance on on Letterman. That's something wow. I didn't know about uh -huh. initially. So let's well, let's talk was, about that. Like, what, what was that yeah. like? Nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one thing when you are a confident, and I was a bold. Um, anchor when I was in Cleveland because it was necessary again not a perennial loser and we we did some things there that I'm, I'm super proud of um, that appearance came out of my naked news report which I'm bold but at the same time I've got this like internal conflict uh, I'm a bit shy when I'm not on the air I covet privacy um, my little bubble yeah but i also believe what i believe and so when spencer tunic who is the artist who would do these nude installations was being beaten up at the time by rudy giuliani who was the mayor of new york um and i mean these pictures are, are pretty incredible where why would all these people gather get naked and then he would take this like mass i guess now you would do it by a drone or something photo it was award-winning and it was, you know, on display and it was deemed indecent. And, you know, Rudy was on a mission. The Supreme Court was weighing in, all kinds of things. So he came to Cleveland and I remember being in my boss's office saying, you know, I don't want I don't want to cover this the same way. I wasn't talking about me, but I just mm -hmm. meant as a newsroom. We should cover this in a different way. Why do people do this? Because I think it's kind of like, Oof, who wants to get naked with everybody? <laughs> Unless you want to get naked with somebody, you know? Um, and he instantly said, I think it's a great idea. Would you do it? I said, let me get back to you. Next thing you know, I'm naked uh, <laughs> with Lake Erie in the background and out of my comfort zone. Sure. And I got to be honest with you, as a journalist, I think that's important too. But that led to Letterman. He thought it was funny and he joked about it again and again until I showed up. Okay. Okay.
All right. I'll take that. So um, let's shift gears a bit here. Um, sure. Let's talk about what you got going on now. So let's discuss the Sharon Reed show and what led to its creation and who it's for. Unapologetically, it's it's for us. Okay. And having worked in so many newsrooms, mainstream newsrooms, which I hate even using that term because what about us? Okay. You're not the main and we're the side piece, but that's how they treat black people. Yeah. And the lens um, is so, so important. I can't tell you how many stories that I've covered in my career and I've had to fight in the newsroom to say, no, I'm not going to call Katrina survivors, refugees, even if it's technically correct. And I don't care what CNN is doing. They're calling them that because they look like Haitian refugees. Yeah. And they wouldn't call people from Madison, Wisconsin that. So when real times uh, media, who I just love, said, you know, there's something here. There's something here where we can be ourselves, cover stories in a truthful way, through our lens. But don't, don't take people's time for granted. If you just give me 15 minutes. I gotcha. Okay. Mm. I have your back. And we will weed through. That's our job. Weed through all the BS, all the false narratives, the stereotypes. And let's just have this inside conversation. Anybody can listen. And I think others will. But this is our thing. And I couldn't be more proud of it. I love the team. Uh, Eric Roberts is, is a tremendous leader um, who kind of filters and comes up with these masterpieces and sometimes I feel like I'm just the vehicle, but oh yeah, he lets me talk and weigh in. Um, but it's just fun. It's fun to have the, you know, training wheels come off and just be able to talk black, weigh in whatever we have a varying wide interest and to be able to dive into anything we want. It just makes me happy. We are here today with Sharon Reed, an actress, producer, journalist, and Emmy Award-winning multimedia host, as well as the host of The Sharon Reed Show. Okay, so let's get your take on some of the headlines that we're covering here, just to kind of give folks an insight into, you know, just your thought process and how you make heads or tails of, of these stories. So a big one, obviously, um, the, over the past weekend and this past week is uh, Ebony K. Williams um, making headlines again, this time by urging Black women to pursue college and marriage simultaneously. Have you heard about this one? Uh, I have. Okay. And um, boy, she's done it again. Mm -hmm. I, I think saying the quiet part out loud mm -hmm. that so many people are uh, weighed in as if this is some kind of... Uh, lashing at black women i actually agree with her and i'm going to tell you why when you team up with someone when you find your life partner i can't think of a more important decision and i see so many of us out here who are trying to get it in working really hard building up resources wealth education taking care of kids. And the one decision that we seem to have gotten wrong has blown up on us. And you're losing precious 
time. You're losing large sums of money. You're having to divide things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think some of that comes from desperation for the institution of marriage instead of trust yourself, find that life partner. It doesn't matter what they do, right? She's talking about college kids and students. Why not? Before anybody's made anything or set out and built anything, that to me is about character, soulmate. And if you find the right one, you're going to have everything you've ever dreamed of, which will change over the course of time. So I know people are like, you know, on fire over her latest. It's not exactly the bus driver, which I I understood too, but I also understood um, Iyanla. But this is the greatest advice. I have a niece who is about to go to medical school now. And I told her the best advice I could give you is, you know, she's talking about, and should I date this one or a lawyer or that? Put all that out of your mind. And I'm an ambitious woman and I make no apologies for it. Why wouldn't you want an ambitious partner? Someone who's supportive, though, too, of your goals, of your dreams. You feed each other. But I told her I wouldn't worry about anything that he did, as long as it was not criminal enterprise. Okay. Yeah. Just find someone who is good for you and has those qualities. And I swear to you, the rest will take care of itself. It's a lesson learned too late for, you know, a lot of people, a lot of us. But I think she's on to something. And I'm glad that she said it out loud. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. I, you know, I, I was far be it for me to offer too much in the way of those conversations. But um, I I appreciate your perspective. And uh, I, I, I think it will be well received to hear by what everyone. You think. Now I'm dying to hear your perspective. Oh, no, I could never. I <laughs> Yeah, they would. You know what? I good luck and God bless everybody on their journeys. That's the most that I will commit to that. <laughs> but again, I appreciate what it is that that you're saying there because, um, you know, what I can say is that these conversations are very important. Um, what I can say is that with a lot of people kind of having uh, marriage as the goal, um, when they don't consider all of the factors, a lot of times they can internalize um, any shortcomings, any any failures to kind of manifest that goal. And there are other factors that need to be considered. And, and my thing is, I don't want anyone to feel bad about themselves individually, just to kind of take a couple steps back and look at the larger picture. And I think that your um, insight allows the framework for people to kind of adopt a different perspective, a different posture when looking at those things. And so that's where it comes from. Um, but again, good luck and Godspeed to everyone on their journeys. Uh, you know, I, I hope everyone gets what it is they want. Why, why would I stand in the way of anybody being happy? But right. And let me say this. Please. I, I understand we're really having, we're, we're judged from an outside lens, right? Mm-hmm. Black women are aggressive. Black women are angry. They're too demanding. They can't keep a man. That's that outside, you yeah. know, that I think a lot of the chatter is framed through because yeah. when people tell you that that's who you are, even though it's not true, there's a part of you that holds on to that. Yeah. And so you resist any advice like what Ebony's talking about. Sure. But the inside conversation is, what do you want for your sister, your, your, your mother, your daughter? Who wants to, maybe there are people who want to grow old, alone. I think it's a beautiful thing to have a partner to walk through life with. 
however you want to frame it, ring on the finger, no ring, whatever, I think it's a beautiful thing. And, and so I'm having that inside conversation and trying to be true and authentic about it. And that I really do agree with um, some of what she said there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's 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 kind of what I was getting at. And that's why, you know, these conversations, they're they're very challenging. But again, they're very necessary. Uh, I remember the name. Um, Kevin Samuels, and he he was a person that uh, he, people were very divided on his opinions, but for better or worse, he was at least getting people to have conversations. And I think Ebony kind of doubling down on her bus driver comments in this way is continuing to kind of uh, continuing the conversation. And um, because this is kind of an important milestone for some people, um, again, when they internalize the 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 failure to manifest this goal, it, it leads to those outcomes of like kind of reassessing your self-worth or your value and that sort of thing. And those are the things that you know, fundamentally I push back against because mm-hmm. um, in no way is, you know, the pursuit of becoming a better person in this instance, better woman. Um, and that that doesn't count against anyone. You know, there's personal fulfillment and personal um, goals that people can accomplish. And in theory, those would translate into, you know, all of your relationships, not just your romantic relationships. And so, um, you know, the path of self-discovery, the path of kind of uh, appreciating who the person that you are, those sorts of things that that I I I love that for every one of us. Um, I think it's very important for us in particular because of, you know, as you mentioned, outside chatter and, you know, even me, a man, I try not to offer any advice. I, if anything, I just say, Hey, here's what I know. And that's what I know, you know, and that's just take it as food for thought, but um, not just Ebony, but you know, yourself just allowing other people to have different apertures into that conversation there, whatever it is that they need in order to kind of start having either the internal dialogue or, you know, to, you know, diffuse this information through their, their Mm -hmm. friend groups or their, their uh, social framework. I think that's, that's critically important. And so again, I appreciate you providing that for our listeners today. I Um, I appreciate the question. Uh, Can I just say quickly about Kevin Samuels? I, I, you know, I think um, there's a difference between sparking conversation and even debate um, versus dictating uh, and being mean training uh, tearing down. Yeah. And so I don't even want to put her in that category. And I understand that people look to that. But I think you're right. When you're on a self journey to become a better person, it's sure. about discovering who's right for you. A lot of times people don't end up in the place they want to be because maybe they haven't done that individual work. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, just find what's best for you right. and don't hurt anybody. Sometimes it really is just that simple. Absolutely. And, and I want to make sure that I'm here, too. I, that in no way was an endorsement of, of yeah. Kevin Samuels. That was just a popular figure that people yep. would know. Oh, yeah. Um, and <laughs> he, he, again, for better or worse, was causing people to have conversations. And so that was it's it's the conversation is the part that I'm pushing mm-hmm. for, not one side or the other, because I I wouldn't know what's right for anybody except me. So <laughs> that's <laughs> It's important for me to say that. So anyway, let's shift gears here a bit. Um, I, I'm, I'm confident that you're following, you know, politics. And so I want to kind of give, 
you know, our listeners some insight into how, you know, you're you're tracking what's going on in the political arena as well. Um, and just kind of give them a bit of a preview uh, into, you know, what they might expect on the, the Sharon Reed show in terms of how your opinions come across. So um, I'm sure you've paid attention, at least some attention to the Republican uh, nominee uh, debates here and there. I think there's only been two. Sure. But it was but, um, difficult, but I I did. Pay yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I know what you, you mean. Know, but it's you know it's really? topical. So sure, um, topical. Let's get your thoughts on uh, Tim Scott. You know, he's he's a person that we've been having conversations about, um, and I, I guess something that has come up recently in the news is he has an alleged girlfriend. Um, but really a sexuality has come into play. So either is politics or anything behind the scenes or anything like that, whatever, whatever moves you to share with our listeners. I just love your, your perspective on that and him and what's going on there. I think Tim Scott is overall a good man. Okay. That's what I think and feel mm-hmm. when I see him and not in person. I think I saw him once covered a debate live but he's lost his way or perhaps never found it to me mm, okay because he's all over the place mm-hmm. he's a good man and doesn't know how to do good by himself and us he doesn't know how to do it he's allowed himself to be propped up by his party as you know one of the only ones to give rebuttals to our very existence and our blackness. And mm-hmm. he's been used to discredit us. I think he's a good man, but he can't be my president. And I don't want to hear any more about drapes and curtains and nonsense. Okay. When there are huge issues and I'm trying to think if forgive is the right word. I don't forgive him for pretending to work on something that was meaningful to us with Cory Booker. Okay. Police reform. You can't be his age, a black man born in South Carolina. Okay. In the era he was born and to still pretend that you don't know what we're talking about and what we're saying and feeling and experiencing isn't real. In many ways, is unforgivable. Now, again, I think he's a good man, but he can't be my president. Sure. Okay. I think that that's that that's that's very very fair. Um, that's a fair statement. I I've been probably a bit more uh, vocal and expressive in my um, opposition to his campaign um, for many of the reasons that are delineated in this conversation, but, you know, many others as well. And uh, I think that that's fair because one of the things that I'm learning is to be critical of black men in particular, because often enough it's men um, without tearing them down. Um, to be critical of black men while recognizing that they have, whether it's um, based in a shared reality or a singular 
uh, vantage point um, that coincidentally, I say that in quotes, happens to prop them up a little bit further in society or, you know, provide them a little bit more security fiscally or otherwise um, to allow them their perspective to their their position and to challenge it where it needs to be challenged and not let it devolve into, you know, they have a, a like their character comes into question, which sometimes it's absolutely necessary. But again, I appreciate that fair <laughs> assessment. Um, I hope it's fair. I mean, I tried. Well, it sounds fair to me. It's you certainly know? a lot fairer than I would have given him. So, mm-hmm. you know, that I think that's a testament to um, just, you know, how how well you execute on these things. Um, and again, um, well said. So uh, finally, before we let you go, let's let's get your thoughts. Have you, have you heard about the new Kerry Washington book? This is another thing folks are talking I about. I have. Awesome. Okay. So um, some of the the revelations that came out in this book have obviously caused people to, you know, really feel for her. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we didn't know about her, her upbringing, her, her parents keeping really important secrets from her and so forth. So I guess um, talk us through maybe how you would have responded to maybe learning that your parents had kept some secrets from you. Well, every family has secrets. Okay. And um, I, I was an outspoken child who turned into an outspoken woman. Um, I think that oftentimes, and I don't know that it's particular to color, to race, we don't talk about things that are right in front of us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had this conversation with one of my sisters who was struggling with an issue, you know, a parent who had kept a secret for all these years that I can't even tell you what the secret was because this was nothing burger. It was nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when you keep things inside, your mind plays tricks on you. You okay. can be smart. You can be present. Your mind actually plays tricks on you and you actually think it's bigger than it is. It's nothing. So I, I think I loved how she handled it. And the grace of learning that, you know, her father is not her biological father. Yeah. I don't understand it. I haven't read the book. I've only seen some interviews. And that was one of the excerpts. Mm -hmm. My anger would be to, to my parents in that situation. Not that it so much hurt me. Because if you had a good life, if, you know, she seems to have a good life. But I would want to free them of this burden. What mattered so much that you kept this darkness in here and between you? Shame, guilt, who cares? I really think secrets kill because it's not even what they are. It's what they become when they're trapped inside of us. Um, But I think it's interesting and relevant that she chose to put it out there. I mean, everybody wants to sell a book. You write a book, you want to put something in it, but she could put other things in it. You know, look who she is. Look, look the places she's been, the things she's done. There are other things she could have picked. I think that part is brave. 
All right. Well, some 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 very insightful uh, takes there, and I appreciate all of them. Um, I I couldn't let you go without asking you. Uh, obviously, being as ambitious as you are and kind of tackling the whole world, um, yeah. what's next for you? What what can people expect for you on something on the horizon? Maybe a book. Maybe a, a if you uh, you tell me. <laughs> I'd love to write a book. Um, you know, I. I'm not Kerry Washington, but I enjoy uh, acting and exploring uh, that arena. Okay. And I love being in our lane and finding the value there. This is not an Azran. This is not a side piece. We are so important. I was just doing a segment for another uh, project on Black voting power. I sh- we shouldn't have to convince each other. We actually have Black voting power and will likely decide the next presidential race. And I'm so interested in how we should wield it and what we should do with it. And so anything that I'm involved in at this stage, my career is about my passion, my love, my energy, my blackness, uh, unapologetically. So maybe you'll have me come back one time and we can talk more, (laughs) talk more about something else you know but i i enjoyed the conversation and i hope um i hope that there's big things on the horizon for all of us fantastic all right uh we'll leave the door well chris will leave the door open for you he's the the boss around here Mm -hmm. but um before we let you go um do us a favor so that we can you know keep up with you uh plug us with your social media um your website anything like that just so we have that sort of connective tissue for our listeners you can find me on social media, Sharon Reed Live, across all platforms. I believe the podcast website, and Eric can correct me if I'm wrong, um, the Sharon Reed Show podcast.com. Okay. If that's not correct, um, we we'll have it linked. Right. Well, we yeah. have it linked. You can also go to Real Times Media because they do an excellent job. I should know it by heart, but I think it changed a couple of times to let me off the hook. No, that's 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 totally <laughs> fine. We we work really closely with Real Times Media as okay, well, and so I know what you mean. They they do a great job. So yeah, with that in mind, I'd like to thank you um, for coming up today, for sharing your insight, and for your overall commitment to the successful, informed, and inspired future of Black people in this country. Um, this has been a joy. And as I mentioned, we'll, we'll leave the door open for you, you know, as your story continues to be written. Once again, today's guest is Sharon Reed, an actress, producer, journalist, and Emmy Award winning multimedia host, as well as the host of The Sharon Reed Show. Thank you. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. And join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network daily podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. 
BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or Kemba.org slash CV for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.